0: have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted? In our last podcast, we talked about letting your child say no to you. And practicing with your child saying no, saying I've changed my mind, saying let me think about that, so that when they do go out into the real world and they are in pressure situations, they've learned to use their voice. Conflict is healthy. So if we are letting our children say no to us, that's okay. We can engage in conflict. We teach them then that conflict is okay and it's a part of life. A super important part of communication is conflict. We illustrated that in the last podcast when we said that children have to learn to just say no. And if you think about it, as I mentioned in my last podcast too, that all through children's lives, we don't usually want them to say no. We want them to say yes to us. And they get upset because they get in trouble if they say no. And so I was proposing in the last podcast that we need to let our kids say no to us. And I want to go into a little bit about conflict and why it's okay. As I mentioned, conflicts will arise in life, especially if your kids are saying no to you. Many times it's thought of as unhealthy. All conflict is doing is letting two people know, or however many people are involved, that they don't see the situation the same way. That's actually what conflict is. It's people seeing a situation different ways. If you go back to my podcast on lenses, this contributes to it. Everybody wakes up in the morning, they have their different lens on. Their lens is based on how they've experienced and seen the world. And so if one person's seen and experienced the world in one way, and another person's seen and experienced the world in a different way, they may look at a situation differently that may cause some conflict. So I was born, raised, and observed the world through my eyes and how it's unfolded for me, just as you were born, raised, and observed the world through your eyes and how it's unfolded for you. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. How we observe the world dictates how we react to the world. If I was shown love through physical touch growing up and was told that gifts were a shallow way to show love, Then someone shows me physical affection, I will say, oh, they must love me. If somebody bought me a gift, I could think, ooh, they're shallow. So, that is not right or wrong, because somebody else could say, hmm, well, I was given gifts growing up, so therefore, if I'm given a gift now, I think that person loves me. And, oh, I was never shown physical affection, so therefore, I don't think that I'm comfortable with physical touch. So it's really important because imagine if my lover was that other person and so he decided that he was going to give me gifts and I was going to be like, why is he giving me gifts? Because that means he's shallow, right? That would be my lens. So just an example of maybe his lens and my lens and how it could be conflictual. So what happens next? Research tells us in conflict that we fight, flight, or freeze. Fighting would mean both partners would suggest that their way is the right way. So in the example I've just given, well, it's right to buy gifts and it's right to show physical affection would be the two arguing points there. Flight could mean that the person who wasn't getting the physical touch might go elsewhere to find it. So think about things like affairs and when those things happen. Potentially the partner's not getting what they need, not justifying an affair, but saying that... If two people are looking at something differently and then that person responds to that conflict by fleeing, that could happen. Freeze might suggest that the partner who doesn't like physical attraction shuts down to any sort of touch. I'm giving a partner example instead of a parent-child example as it's important for our children to see conflict between adults and then see it resolved. So just like I suggested in my last podcast that kids are going to need to see role-playing in terms of just saying no to drugs, just saying no to sex, just saying no to drinking and driving, they're going to need to see role-plays of conflict. And sometimes when you're in a relationship, it's not actually a role-play. There's actual genuine conflict happening. What it's good to discuss with your children is that that's just normal. That's part of life. That's two people seeing something in a different way and having to communicate about it. And that, you know, we really want to encourage the whole communication piece, not the fight, flight, or freeze. Fight could lead to parting ways and not necessarily getting a resolution. Flight, same thing if one person leaves and freeze, well, then that person's just shutting down, which isn't healthy either. So once we think um, of how successful we could teach our children to be, if they've taught if, sorry, if we've taught them, that people just see the world through a different lens. So you see it through one lens, I see it through another lens. Again, doesn't make us right or wrong, it just makes it different. So if we can address conflict coming from that, then we remove he said, she said, we remove the fight, flight, or freeze. It's normal not to see a situation just like somebody else has, because we haven't had their life experiences. It's normal to fight, flight, or freeze because it's what our bodies are programmed to do. So we just need to teach our kids, and I say just sort of minimizing it, but not really because I know that this is difficult, to communicate, especially in conflictual situations. You want to be the superhero of communication when you're in conflict. Just like anything else, the more practice with it, the better you become. Because you know what's essentially happening in conflict, Right? In the simplest sense, people's opinions, thoughts, and words just want to be heard. So think about the last time you were in a conflict with somebody. It's probably because you really just wanted your voice heard. And in the last podcast, I talked to you about when voices aren't developed and aren't heard, what can end up happening? And so what we really want to do in this podcast is to tell you as you develop your voice you may come into conflict and that that's totally okay because conflict is just healthy communication when you resolve it, when you look for a resolution, when instead of getting caught up in who's right and who's wrong or in the fight, flight, or freeze, you recognize that that's happening and you can actually even say to the person, hmm, well, this is my perspective, this is how I'm looking at the situation. And then the person is open then to say, well, this is my perspective and how I'm looking at the situation. And so if we go back to that example before, if I said to my partner, you know, you're buying me gifts and I'm not really appreciating that because I've grown up that gifts are shallow. And my partner says, well, I grew up getting gifts and that meant my parents really loved me. And so I don't think of it that way. Think of how simple that conversation could be. Or I say to my partner, I really need more physical affection and attention because that's how I grew up receiving love. And your partner says, well, I didn't do that. I didn't know that. So you can start to have those conversations and just see that there's different points of view. I'm not saying that automatically will resolve what's going on, but it just opens the door of communication. So children need to see that conflict exists, and that it's simply a matter of two people looking at a situation differently, and that it can be resolved. And sometimes that resolution will look like, let me think about it. I've changed my mind. Or "Might the answer just might be no. However, at least they've seen that happen. Now you can stage role plays, but I'm sure in life as you go through it, there will be some genuine conflicts that arise that you can teach your children how to deal with conflict as you role model how to deal with it and also those conflicts might actually be with your child as opposed to with your partner or with another child in the house so that they can have that knowledge and experience firsthand. What I really want to touch on too is what gets your child in the most trouble with you or just in general what gets them in the most trouble is going to be their most pressing need. So a couple podcasts ago, I talked about the simplicity of life and that really we all act because we have needs and desires that we have to get met. And so in this case, your child is no different. They have needs and desires that need to be met and so they act in a certain way. The biggest way to figure out what your child's needs are if you're struggling with them is to see what gets them in the most trouble. Super important to really start hap- helping yourself figure it out and your child figure out what their needs are because that drives their behavior. So, if they know what their need is and it's driving their behavior and it's causing conflict, you can help them think of a more healthy way to get what they need instead of an unhealthy way, which is causing the conflict. So, again, I invite you to get curious with your child. Curious, see, curiosity. Sorry, curiosity is not what killed the cat in this situation. Curiosity is what's going to get you a way better relationship with your child and teach them these invaluable life skills. If they can identify from an early age, hmm, I really need to get my needs met. I'll even get in trouble to get my needs met. What need is this that I need to be met and how can I then do it in a healthy way or a non-conflictual way? So, remember, We need our kids to see conflict. We need to see it happen. Sorry, they need to see it happen. They need to see it resolved. They need to hear people saying no, and that being okay. And they need to understand that it just comes from the place of two people seeing something a different way. They also need to understand that they can say no, which is the topic of the last podcast, and that when they do say no, or they do act up, that they're addressing their need and that that's okay too thank you so much for tuning in good morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you are around the world great to have you with me today at with a twist please don't forget to give me a five star rating on itunes that would be much appreciated as well as follow me on facebook at amber scotchburn thanks so much